Welcome to Backboard Banter on the board with your hosts, Matt Middleton and Kevin Rayner, where the banter's as ferocious as Kale McCarr in the 2022 playoffs. The kid's 23 years old. He is the 45th highest scoring defenseman in playoff NHL history. He had 29 points in 20 games this year for the Conn Smythe. He already has a Norris Trophy now and a Stanley Cup. This is just unreal for a kid his age. Like, unreal. I mean, an absolutely amazing run. I like to think I helped him with the icing on the cake with this abs in six. I mean, we all knew the lightning. It's just so hard to three-peat, like, to come back and do it over and over. You know, the avalanche, they pulled through. Yeah, man, they pulled through big time. I honestly, like, can't believe that this kid out of, like, BCHL hockey which is like a junior A equivalent, junior B equivalent, is just lighting it up. Uh, it's just, what a story, what a draft pick to take that kind of a risk at, at that kind of a high-level pick at number four. Bright move for them. It ends up with the cup. Ends Corey, Be- Corey Perry's bid to get a Stanley Cup. Man's been on the wrong side of it for three straight years. He loses in back-to-back years with the Lightning, decides, I'm joining the bad guys, and guy just just doesn't get it done (laughs) and i'm sad for him but hey matt let's talk about a leaf success story nazem kadri finds his way out of toronto gets his way into a stanley cup you know came back for that game for controversial overtime goal but you know congratulations to x leaf Nazem Kadri. Man, hurting the Leaf fans with that one, eh? Uh, <laughs> I can't help myself. Yeah, apparently he wants to stay there too. He's, you know, talking about re-signing. He'll probably have to take less money than the open market's willing to give him. Um, but hey, man, if he stays, it definitely gives them a better shot at repeating next year. Um, but what really gives them the best shot at repeating next year is my boy, Arturi Lekanid, the former Canadian who was integral in this Stanley Cup Finals run. I mean, when when Colorado average fans probably saw the trade, you know they're giving up Justin Barron, a former first round pick, um, a, the number uh, a second round pick as well for a guy who like you know career high eighteen goals and that was in his rookie season. I don't think he's ever broken the the forty point mark in the NHL in a full regular season yet. They're probably thinking to themselves, man, this was such a bad trade, but. Boy, are they happy now. Eight goals in the 20 playoff games. The Stanley Cup clincher. The Western Conference Finals clincher. This boy is a gamer. And, man, I told you, sneaky dark horse for the Conn Smythe. Didn't have quite enough points and with Makar playing the way he did. But, hey, man, he was up there. It's hard when you have such a strong team at that point. And, yeah, Matt knew. Matt was always ready. We knew this was coming. We were ready. Uh, last thing on my hand is, is shout out to Joe Sackick. The guy is back, you know, pulling this team together and getting a championship. I will not be sad if this team sticks around. Denver and Colorado legend, my friend. That guy um, is involved with all of their Stanley Cups because, I mean, the man, the myth, the legend, Joe Sackick. Yeah. Love that guy. Absolutely, absolutely. But anything else for the NHL? Or should we talk about the fact that your take was absolutely right for Canadians going in this recent draft. Man, we we end this year off on a banger getting both takes. Yeah, right? Um, I mean, Benedict Matherin, I think we both knew was going to be, you know, a top six pick. I thought he was even going to be maybe a top five, but uh, Indiana definitely got a good one in him. Uh, Portland takes a bit of a risk on a guy who's never played this year, but 
who some people argue that has the most, you know, pure talent in this NBA draft. And then Andrew Nebhard and Caleb Hustain get drafted right before the Raptors picks. Would have kind of been nice to see a Canadian, but hey, man, I'm happy with Coloco. I called it months ago. This guy, he's been flip-flopping on whether he wanted it or not, but his OG take, let's take Coloco. It, it came true, so Matt's pretty happy, but we'll come back to the draft. We'll talk about it right before the Raptors because... You know, even though the season is over, the offseason has arrived. And there has been some wild things that have happened this week. There's a lot going on, Matt. Should we talk about the weirdest thing that just came out like an hour ago? Apparently, Miles Bridges was arrested, got out on like a $130,000 bail. You know, domestic violence maybe. Like, either way, the guy is an RFA. He's coming into this offseason. Jordan has to figure out what he wants to do. And the Hornets are in an interesting situation now very interesting situation they were already kind of debating how much money to give him um after he had kind of a, a you know breakout year for him um he's looked really good the past couple of seasons along alongside Lamelo ball um they formed like a really nice dynamic partnership with the the law of threat but when you've got issues like that i mean We've seen it with lesser profi- high-profile players like, you know, Terrence Davis. You you got to ship them out of town. You got to do something that's going to negatively impact their career. You know, giving them to the Sacramento Kings is probably the best option for that. But um, yeah, he that's horrible. Um, just sad, man. Because I really liked him as a player, and now it really knocks him off in my my right? opinion. It's it's pulling on like you know I was a big Jackson Hayes fan and then you know his whole situation I had to like take a take a little step back here so you know we'll we'll see what this story tells you know we don't know everything nobody knows anything except for the people involved but Bridges man RFA season you got to be smarter than that yeah definitely in in a contract summer why you why you doing that man why you doing that why you doing that at all but. Even in a contract. Absolutely. All right, so let's let's flip here. Let's talk about the Utah Jazz because they've hired their new coach, Will Hardy. Now, honestly, when I saw the hiring, I thought to myself, eh, whatever. But, but then I took a little bit of time. I did a little bit of research. You know, he's he, he was a Celtics assistant under Adoko last year. He's a bright young kid. He's only 34 years old. He's going to be the youngest active coach in the NBA. And he got his start in the league under Greg Popovich as a video review guy. So you know what? Maybe the Jazz are on to something here. When Greg Popovich likes you, um, <laughs> you probably got some good insights and some good opinions. Um, don't know too much about this guy, obviously. Um, but, hey, looking forward to, to learning his coaching style. I just don't think anything coaching-wise is really going to move the needle for that franchise. When your two best players hate each other, you got to do something with the roster. Uh, obligatory, please don't pick up Gobert for the Raptors. But moving on, moving or on. Mitchell, let's talk about a center. I don't want either. Oh, of them. Yeah, yeah. We don't, we'll we'll get into that later because I don't want either of them. But let's talk about a center who actually is quietly doing things in the league on a team that might be coming back to relevancy next year. Avika Zubac, three years, eleven million dollars a year. I've always been a Zubac fan. He knows his role and does his job. A pretty good acquisition, I think, here. Getting it on that contract, 11 mil, I'd be pretty happy. Well, dude, they're buying the next three years of his career, which should be his prime years from 25 to 28. Um, yep. He's coming off a season where he averaged, you know, the most points that he's ever averaged. 
Um, his rebounds were the highest they've ever been. His assists were the highest they've ever been. Um, block rate, steal rate, you know, it's all up there. And he's a serviceable big man. I, I honestly never understood how the Lakers just gave him away. Um, because he's not necessarily a stat stuffer, but he does all the little things well, man. He's got a you know career nineteen point two per, which is you know fringe, fringe yeah. all star and like high level contributor. Not that I believe pretty in fair. her anymore. And he got a seven point two win share last year. That's pretty good, man, for a backup center. No, it, it was it was good for them, and I'm excited to see more about that team. Which I mean. We might have to talk about later, all things considered, but do you want to move along? Do you want to keep talking about the next thing on the line? Well, man, why don't we just, you know, skip to it right now and talk about how John Wall is, you know, probably going to end up with the Clippers, man. Um, he's opted, well, he's reached a buyout agreement with uh, Houston. Um, Houston is going to save $6 million in actual money, which is just ridiculous. He oh he absolutely gosh. robbed that franchise, $42 million. I think he made like $112 million for like 40 games or something that he played in Houston, um, which is just insane. But, you know, we don't necessarily know too much about what John Wall still has left in the tank. But if he provides, you know, high-quality point guard minutes, that could be really good for the Clippers, man. And with Kawhi and PG fully healthy definitely a scary roster and you know he's taking the mid-level so he's getting that six mil back from the clippers john wall what a man getting his money getting paid and you know what all things considered the injury derailed his career so i can't be upset about a man who gets injured getting his bag but the clippers gonna clip so this this could be a really interesting situation but if everything works out if he comes back relatively healthy I mean, that's a good team around them. Now, let's stop talking about if they're the best big three in the NBA. Like, what is this media? What do you got going on here? I swear, I've heard this storyline, but John Wall will be serviceable. Yes, I've heard this storyline. It's crazy, Matt. John John Wall will be serviceable. Exactly. But, you know, if Kawhi comes back super healthy, we, we definitely know what Kawhi can do. And Paul George has kind of been trucking along, and, you know, their age may be getting up there. But if John Wall can be healthy, I think he fits. His, his, his type of ball handling will be good for the guys, and you won't have to worry about being everything because we know Kawhi is going to want the ball in his hands, right? So, I mean, will he start? Will he come off the bench? Like, there's a lot of interesting questions for the Clippers, but in my mind, we got to see if the curse is going to sit down first, but time will tell. Yeah, and even with Reggie Jackson there still as well, you know, like, he's good friends with Paul George. He's one of the reasons why they made the playoffs this year and were actually competitive all season long playing under Ty Lue. But Ty Lue will figure it out, man. He's a real good coach. Um, I I love the fact that they haven't done anything in the, the two years that they've had Kawhi. I mean, as a Raptors fan, it just it tickles me pink. But, buddy, uh, I'm actually nervous for this year. I'm, this could be the year that they make some noise and Raptors fans really, really hate, hate that. I mean, this is where it could all come together, right? They are set up for success. They're making some moves that could put them together. And, you know, considering the state of the other L.A. team right now, the Clippers look like the the, the better team to go watch play because they're probably going to have a better chance in the playoffs. But that's enough Clippers, Chad, for me. I don't need anything else. Do you want to talk about one of your favorite young players in the NBA, Matt? The guy himself, DeJounte Murray, getting out of San Antonio? Buddy, I that's a huge, huge, huge trade for Atlanta. Um, I just kind of want to touch on the San Antonio side of the trade first because yeah. 
I love this move as a franchise. I I think that you know they understand that they could have kept Derek White and kept Jonte yep. Murray, who are both good, serviceable players um, under the age of thirty, and try to build around them and be competitive. You know, maybe a, a first round playoff exit, play in tournament here or there. But unlike the also ran franchises like your Sacramento Kings. You know, they made a decision and went in a direction that is going to better fit the franchise long term. Um, the next three years are going to suck. And would they have been better with DeJounte Murray? 100% they would have been better. But this is now going to set them up for the possibility of getting the number one overall pick next year. Of, yep. you know, adding unprotected first rounders from Atlanta, which, you know, barring some kind of cataclysmic event, they should be later first round picks. Um, so I love, love, love this idea from, from San Antonio because they committed to being bad, which is what you need to do in order to change it around if you have no pieces in place, which, like, DeJounte Murray, I guess, is a piece, but he's not a number one piece, and so trying to find that option next to him, it was going to be next to impossible. And I still remember, like, two years ago, three years ago, when we were looking at the DeMar DeRozan run Spurs with Rudy Gay and um, LaMarcus, right? Like, we were trying to figure out what was the next step for this franchise. And they've done a really good job, and they are so set up for success. And it is now the Popovich question. Does he want to stick around and train this next generation of kids and try to go for another five years? Or is it going to be like what I mentioned a few weeks ago, the idea of maybe this could be Popovich's farewell tour? Maybe he's going to, you know, say goodbye and and gift away this franchise the first pick with his retirement. Like, it's so interesting. San Antonio, they're a small market that have done amazing things over the past 30 years. And it's really exciting that they're going to actually roll into a most likely very successful rebuild. Yeah, man, I think it's going to be a very successful rebuild from them. Um, what they've been able to do with their later round picks. I mean, DeJounte Murray, I don't believe, was a lottery pick. Kawhi Leonard was just, like, inside the lottery. Um, they're able to find talent and develop it. And that's why, like, I love that they got the three first-round picks. Because even if they're not, you know, high-end picks, I know that they'll be able to find guys that'll, you know, insulate their star players, that they're, that they're going to get with their own picks, right? Because they're going to be bad. They're going to be at the bottom of the league. That's what they want. They want those high picks. So and, from the San Antonio and, side, perfect. And Gallinari might even get you an asset or two down the line. You know, Matt knows how I feel about Gallinari. He might just get bought I'm, out. That's the other thing, right? But I'm super happy for Atlanta to be getting away from Danilo and to get a defensive backcourt stud in DeJounte with the intelligence that this man has. Man, Trey and that man, if they can find their meshing and really click, Atlanta might be coming. The East is getting scarier every day, Matt. I don't love it. Dude, the East is definitely the scarier conference, my friend. With Atlanta now, um, Trey finds his almost perfect backcourt mate in DeJounte, um, a guy who's big for the position, who's long, who's who led the league in steals last year to insulate him on defense. Um, is a very, very good catch-and-shoot player, but can also yep. you know take some of that pressure off Trey to create every single shot. Um, I love, love what they did. And it's going to be interesting to see, because they're not done, man. They've got you know Capella, Collins, um, Bogdanovich, who they're all looking to shop to you know maybe better fit the backcourt pairing that they have. But for the next 
you know, 10 years, their Batman-Robin combination is definitely, definitely set up. They just need to find some, you know, Alfred and Catwoman. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. They've got their poor man, Stephen Clay, honestly, which is a very crazy thing to think about, right? It's hard and to it call will just poor man, too. <laughs> the next generation you know what i mean you know but it's hard to it's hard to compare steph curry to anybody at this point in time but yeah they really just got to figure out their next steps and i mean atlanta proved that they were willing to spend money around trey a couple years ago it didn't fully work out like what's gonna happen with bogdanovich now as well atlanta got some questions but after last year's playoff situation as i'm gonna call it because you know the previous year we can't really know because it was ben simmons that they had to go through Atlanta has a few questions, and they could come out of this offseason, I'm not going to say as a contender, but ready to be shooting for top four in the East. Dude, right now I think they're definitely, definitely in the playoffs. Um, but it's it's going to be tough, right? Like, Boston's going to be back. Bucks are going to be back. Nets are looking to reload. We're going to be better. So the Cavs. East, East is, a, is, a, is a murderer's row, man. It's a slaughterhouse out here. Um, so we'll, we'll talk about the other trades, but man, that was a big one. Yeah. A nice, interesting trade to roll into after this one. Something that I actually am really looking forward to seeing how it works out for both teams, actually, because the Nuggets and the Wizards made a flip. Now, Wizards, you didn't mess up this trade. I'm going to start by saying that because the Wizards have had some weird things going on, but they're sending away Journeyman-ish Smith, who I hope plays one game for the Nuggets so he can become the all-time leader in different number of teams played for. It'll be his 13th team, Matt, if he plays. Super exciting for Ish Smith. They're sending away Ish Smith and uh, KCP, who's on the final career of his LeBron James contract, over to the Nuggets. And the Nuggets are sending Will Barton and Monte Morris back. Honestly, I think they mesh well. The Nuggets, I think, could get a still serviceable backup point guard. And I do believe uh, that KCP can knock down shots still. So he'll be really good considering the ball movement for the Nuggets. Honestly, a win-win trade, in my opinion. And at the end of the day, I don't think that, um, you know, the Wizards downgraded at all, you know, they no. with two decent players. Um, I think KCP, you might say, is the best player in the trade, and that's why the Nuggets, you know, gave up a, a better backup point guard, Monte Morris, for Ish Smith. Um, but I, th I think this year proved in the playoffs that you can never have enough 3 and D guys. Um, exactly. You know, enough guys to, to knock down shots and guard the other team's best, best opposing player. And when you have... Jokic throwing passes from all over the court having guys yep. who can spot up that's key man and and the nuggets if they can stay healthy man they're they're a dangerous squad out west i want it i want it for the nuggets matt knows that i've been a nugget fan for the past like three four seasons waiting for them to get their way through the first round through the second round i just want more from them and Injuries, so many things are, are derailing them. So I, I like this trade. I think it's a little bit of a win. You know, time will tell. I mean, I don't think we're even going to think about it because these players are rotational players and they have the opportunity to come in to this Nuggets team and be serviceable. And, and Barton and Morris can come into this Wizards team and who knows what the Wizards are going to be. They're kind of in that middling phase of are we good, are we tanking, are we young, are we old? So 
It's just, it's just another trade, Matt. We get to talk about trades at least. So I'm going to skip the next trade just for a second here because I want to talk about the Wizards because you, you're just totally. lining it up there. Are they going to be bad or are they trying to be, you know, what the Spurs decided was not worth it, a first-round playoff series exit? Because definitely with Bradley Beal, who opted out and who's probably looking to sign that huge max extension money with them, um, you know, they're going to be like a a 10 seed to an 8 seed depending on if they get great contributions from you know KCP Prozingis the the role players exactly or they could just look to sign and trade Bradley Beal and blow this thing up and go the route of the San Antonio Spurs that would be my decision again you know we just talked about it I told you why I think it makes so much sense for the San Antonio Spurs I think the Wizards again it it makes sense to be bad to get good especially when you're you know the most competitive that you can see a Wizards team with Bradley Beal is like a second round playoff exit and that's if they mortgage all of their future and all of their good players to get you know some semblance of a team around him and it's Bradley Beal. If you put up the fact that he's available for a sign and trade on the market, he instantly becomes the most valuable piece in free agency. I truly believe that, honestly. Because James Harden? No. More valuable? No. Wouldn't say it. Kyrie opted in. Westbrook opted in. John Wall is going to the Clippers, and I think you'd rather have Bradley Beal than John Wall. So, like, when he says, I'm available, and the Wizards are like, okay, we can do this, you're going to get a haul. You know, you may not get the Anthony Davis Hall. You're not going to get the Paul George Hall, but you will get something for Bradley Beal because, again, as I mentioned last week, he is the type of player that can move a team into the contention tier when you already have the assets. So exciting, but are we expecting just the classic sign the max and come back and Wizards will figure it out later? Yeah, I have no idea, man. Um, and, like, what's tough is, like, I thought about Dallas there for a second but even like a double sign and trade where you know they trade Brunson to the to the Wizards and get Beal back, oh, yeah. like that doesn't make sense for the Wizards. Um, so it's it's a tough one for the Wizards, man. But just be bad. Like I know it's a really hard thing to do as a franchise, um, especially when you've been bad for a while to then just say, okay, now we're committing to it. But it does yield the right results that you're looking for. Sports purgatory, man, is being in the middle and never getting a high-end draft pick to get the guy and never being, you know, good enough to win a championship. So, like, you got to go either all the way bad or all the way good. And um, that's why I think what the Knicks are doing is just dumb, man. Like, they trade Nerlens Noel and Alex Burke, who I like Alex Burke, but they had to get rid of him, you know, to get rid of that contract on Noel. And they're going to give all their money to Jalen Brunson? Like, who... Do we know that he's that much better than, you know, I would say 15 point guards in this league? Like, he's what, the 16th best point guard? You know, I take Freddie over him. I take um, Darius Garland, LaMelo Ball. Like, there's all these younger guys, and we're not even talking about the top-tier players. It's kind of crazy. I was going to make the transition joke that there's another way to be a middling team in the league. It's trading away good assets to maybe get a chance at free agency and then striking out and then having to sign people to sign people. New York Knicks. Come on, guys. What is going on here? Like, yes, maybe you could have gotten Kyrie. Hey, maybe you're going to do a sign and trade for Bradley Beal. But if I'm Bradley Beal, yes, it's the Mecca, but I don't want to go to the Knicks. 
what a weird situation. They've got the cap space now cleared. And hey, Jalen Brunson had a breakout season. He really did. But as Matt and I have discussed, there's something that happens in the Mavericks that everyone's floor and ceiling just suddenly gets put through the ceiling a little bit more because of one Luka Doncic. Now, Jalen Brunson is going to go into his prime potentially and having the opportunity to be the number one and not be under Luka's shadow might be amazing. Heck, the Knicks may be onto something that nobody else is. But guess what? That's a big if. You're going if he's going to be able to be the number one, if he can come to New York and you know shine under these lights, if he is actually ready to be that breakout star. And I don't feel comfortable with all of those ifs, Matt. That's just me. Uh, dude, I, know. I, I agree with you. He's going to be 26 next year, okay? Um, 16.3 points per game is good, serviceable. It's not max money you know it's not 110 million over four years um no it's really based off of his you know first round series against utah when they didn't have luca and he averaged 28 points in that series but he was you know hot and cold in the playoffs at best um he disappeared for for stretches against um you know the golden state warriors he disappeared for stretches against the phoenix suns um so it's just a lot of money to give to somebody who's not moving your championship needle all that much. Um, he's going to be 26. This is probably who he is. He's 6'1". He's not growing anytime soon. And we just saw, man, that like you need to be able to guard multiple positions in order to be an effective NBA player in a championship caliber series. And he doesn't have it for me, man. So I think it's a great move by the Dallas Mavericks to not pay him. Because, like, really tempting to pay this guy. Really, really tempting. But, Absolutely. hey, take the cap space. Hope that somebody wants to come play with Luka. Because this man doesn't even think that Luka helps him out. He thinks that he's going to be better without Luka. Like, we saw this. Jeremiah Grant. Jeremy exactly. Grant. I was, Sorry. I, was I always say, the name Jer- I don't know. Maybe I'm saying it wrong too, but Jeremy Grant, whatever it is. But let's talk about the Pistons a little bit side of this things. For them to get Burks, for them to get $6 million basically to take Kemba and then they're going to flip Kemba or sign him out so he can go Buy wherever he wants. Like, I don't know what's going on in Detroit, but you know, I heard a rumor when Cade got drafted that Detroit basketball is back and everything seems to be going their way. So I think I'm on that train. They had a great draft. We'll talk about it in a little bit. They're 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 signing the right guys. They're seemingly making good trades. Detroit, you know, you're an Eastern Conference team, so I can't be super happy for you to be rising, but you're you're making the right moves, okay? Dude, they had a fantastic draft. Um, to have Jaden Ivey fall to them at number five was just so nice for that franchise. He is the perfect complement for Cade. Oh, he, yes. You have the ultra-skilled, plays at his own pace, um, You know, doesn't let anybody speed him up, slow him down. Not the most super-athletic guy in Cade Cunningham. And then you have the ultra-athletic, goes, you know, balls to the wall, Jade and Ivy in your backcourt. The Eastern Conference backcourts, man, are scary, scary good right now absolutely so you want to talk about a couple of these options take a little brief conversation about them and i mean brief because we don't really care about a lot of these players before we talk a little bit more about the draft yeah sure man i mean 
Kyrie opting in was so funny. That guy that guy doesn't understand what being outside of the box is. His tweet about, you know, like those who think differently dare to lead us into the, the future. It's like, bro, they weren't willing to pay you. You had a player option for thirty almost thirty seven million dollars. That is the friggin' move. That is everybody's normal normal move, right? Like the the cutting edge move would have been to take a mid level exception for, you know, the Golden State Warriors or a team that, that's gonna contend next year. Like Right. What is he doing? He's just he's just kinda hilarious. I'm glad my rant last week was, you know, in good taste because like we all knew you know Kyrie you want to be different go take a million dollars and take Sacramento to the playoffs that would be different okay you took your money you did whatever I don't want to talk about Brooklyn exactly you know at least now the KD to this team that team this team rumors are dead because like he committed to Brooklyn alright and Kyrie is now committing at least for one more year beside him so Brooklyn will be what they're going to be, especially now that James Harden is gone. Bro, those, because he decided he wasn't committing. Those KD for Scotty Barnes rumors, I was not liking them. Yo, we're not giving up Scotty Barnes. Like, even if Scotty Barnes never becomes what Kevin Durant is, you get three years of a diminishing Kevin Durant for, you know, a guy who could be a top 10 player for the next 15 years. So I love that, that that's done because I do so not happy. want Kevin Durant. Exactly, and James Harden opting out, you know, apparently he might take less money for Philadelphia, which, you know what, that's a little different, right? I mean, yeah, he's bounced around to some different teams, but he's he's hopefully ready to stay in Philadelphia is what we're hearing. Bro's been hearing the hate, man. He's been Absolutely. hearing the chatter about, you know, if he never wins a ring, his legacy is going to be him putting on fat suits and, and ditching teams. That is what it's going to yeah. be, man. Um, you know, always having talented teams and being potentially a, a, a number one, but never being able to get the job done. Um, and so he's decided, like, all kudos to him. Great decision, yeah. I think, for him to just get a shot at a championship, man. And if he can, and they can sign more players, and they can, you know, get more pieces in, good for him. Because that was, that was definitely the right decision. Absolutely. I mean, can't be happy for Philadelphia, but Maybe some good things will come out of it. Let's flip to a guy who who did opt in, took the $47 million. Now, let's be honest. Even if the Lakers were like, Westbrook, opt out. We'll we'll sign you back. We promise. No, that wasn't going to happen. If Westbrook doesn't take this money, he's not playing for the Lakers next year, Matt. That's what I truly believe. Bro, he doesn't take this money. He's not making it for the rest of his NBA (laughs) career. (laughs) He's making $47 million next year, man. Um at what he's 33 now 34 like over the next four years if he opted out what team what team is giving him 47 million dollars over the next four seasons next four and he's he's looking at mid-level exceptions and vet minimums unfortunately and this hurts matt's a huge westbrook fan we we love prime westbrook when matt and i were playing 2k back in the day and it was time to draft teammates it's Giannis or westbrook those were the first two picks every single time for the (laughs) boys here buddy how many times did i just do ridiculous dunks with westbrook man (laughs) He was absolutely. He was something, but you know, diminished. I think he'll be better next year. I do. I think you know, first year in the system, um, all the you know turmoil, cha- roster changing in and out, all that. He'll be better. But forty-seven million dollars. Forty-seven million dollars. I hope. 
I hope him and Melo hang out this summer and Carmelo, Carmelo can be like, my dude, come here, let me talk to you about what happens when you don't follow the system. You don't get to play basketball for a while. It sucks. Yeah. So, yeah, hopefully hopefully the Lakers will be better. I still want to see, you know, LeBron doing what LeBron does because everyone who's upset about LeBron and, 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 and you know, says mean things and are just waiting for him to fail, we're going to miss him immensely three, four years from now. Let's be honest. Oh, yeah, man. And at the end of the day, he is one of the best, most athletic players that we have ever, ever seen in the NBA. And you can't take that away from him. He's the first guy to average a triple-double since Oscar Robinson. He's the only guy to do it multiple years. Like, he, he is one of the greatest players in NBA history. Fact. It's it's true. Now, you want to talk about Kemba? I mean, apparently he's going to get bought out. You know, the, the moving situation of Kemba. I'm kind of just over Man, the Kemba situation. I want to talk about the draft. I want to talk about how uh, the Pistons won the draft. OKC Absolutely. did really well. And Houston ended up with the best potential uh, overall prospect in Jabari Smith, man. I mean, it was wild. We did not think Paolo was going first. I mean, it was wild because no trades happened. And for, like, the third year in a row, all I keep hearing up to trade night is, this pick's getting moved, that pick's getting moved, things are happening. And then, you know, the most exciting thing was the fact that Benchero went first. <laughs> well, that and the fact that there there were moves, man. I mean, Charlotte got in on it. The Knicks got in on it. Um, you know, the Pistons got in for, for Jalen Duran. You know, that's, all right, all right. that was a pretty pretty big, sizable move for them. Now they're going to have Duran and Ivy and Cade. Plus, I like Sadiq Bey. Um, they got a good young roster, man. Uh, they could be very, very scary in a few years. Not the, Pistons, the Pistons, no doubt, could be a better young Grizzlies squad if everybody works out. They really nailed this draft. Pistons fans have to be super happy. And OKC proving that apparently no matter what, they wanted Chet. I mean, will it work out for them? They're going to try to do a Twin Towers situation maybe if Pokashevsky is still going to be good. And, uh, you know, hopefully we can get Shea for, you know, pennies on the dollar from them because who knows if he's still relevant. I still love the Josh Giddy pick from last year. I, I'm still giddy over that pick, honestly, because maybe he's going to take over Shea's spot. Honestly, yeah, it was a good little draft. It'll be interesting to see, you know, where the careers of these players get to go. Yeah, man, and I think OKC did one of, like, the crazier moves of the draft when they drafted um, Osumane Dang. Butchered his name. That's pretty good. I'll give you that, man. That's pretty well done. He, you know, he's a late grower. Um, a lot of people did not have him in the lottery. Barely a first-round grade from some teams, and they stepped up and they took him at 11, man. Like wild so we'll see how he turns out he's 610 so he's big long um the okay oklahoma city thunder man just keep building they do i hope that they can get success out of these kids because my my scary thing for okc now is that like are you just gonna have so many losses on these young kids resumes and records that you're gonna break them you know we have to make sure that they can have lengthy careers and be successful so hopefully they've got some good development going on and they have so much young talent and if they play their cards right matt this is what boston kind of did forever ago so you know they're they're looking ahead at that future the thing is, is you do have to start winning man um they're gonna learn to play nba style basketball together definitely but you want that nba style basketball to be winning style basketball not losing and that is something that they have not proven in a very long time <laughs> 
Absolutely. Okay. Shall we roll into Raptors chat? Shall we talk about our draft pick? Because we'll we'll talk about the rest of these kids, you know, come next season. We love looking at this draft class and trying to figure out who the who the next, you know, young stud out of nowhere is gonna be, but the Raptors hold steady at thirty-three. They take Coloco just like Matt tried to speak into existence. I think it's gonna work out pretty good. You know, me and Matt have had some discussions. He he's Cameroonian. Him and Pascal are gonna be boys. He could be the serviceable backup. He might need some time. Matt, are you happy? I'm okay about it. Okay. Um, yeah, I exactly. think the more I think about it, the the more I think that like, oh, of course they drafted Christian Coloco. Um, you know, started playing basketball at a later time in his life. Was mostly a soccer player. Uh, did you know basketball without borders? Uh, Giants of Africa. Like all this kind of just like leads up into it. Masai's been tracking him since he was a 17 year old. Um, he's already a high level contributor for an Arizona State team that was a pretty good, you know, college basketball team last year. And oh yeah, he's only got more run runway, uh, which I really like. And I think I think it was the right thing to do, man. We need a seven footer. I think that if there was a surefire knockdown shooter that they could have gotten, they probably would have taken that. But at the end of the day, they just weren't available at the 33rd overall pick. So you go with the size that you need and, and hope that you got a prospect who still has a lot of developmental runway to, to fulfill that potential. And I also hope that maybe he's going to save Malachi Flynn's career. We finally get this young kid a pick-and-roll teammate. Hey, who knows, right? Like, if, if he comes in and he plays his role, he can find minutes on squad. Nicky Nurse has proven that if you're willing and capable you will find minutes in his defensive rotation so i have a lot of hope thoughts on harper jr are we are we going for the name is he going to be a shooter like that's another interesting undrafted prospect that the boys are going for yeah he's got he's got some scoring ability which i like he's got you know some good high-end shooting ability there are a few other undrafted players that i would have liked them to pursue as well but you know in Masai we trust um we're setting up for our summer league games there seem to be some some decent prospects on our on our summer league roster. Mostly, I'm mostly excited about Alex Barcelo. Um, just okay. not necessarily because he is probably the best player out of the bunch, but because he provides the thing that we need. He's you know a career forty percent four year knockdown shooter at in college. Um, even if we can just get him to to hit at that clip in the NBA and and hide him on defense, that that is definitely something our roster needs. Right, we're looking for those short stints of buckets. We want those shots. Happy to say that OG Ananobi didn't get traded away. You know, stay away from our guys. I don't think they thought he was valuable enough. I'm pretty sure Anthony Simons wasn't on the board, but apparently there was a first-round pick that uh, they were dangling. We wanted two, though. Yeah, we wanted the, the second first-round pick and a Josh Hart included, and they were like, nah, that's, not, that's too much for us. And we're like, okay, well, OG's fine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, hey, you know, the seventh pick could be anything. It could even be OG Ananobia. I still love that joke. Shaden Sharp, yeah. man. He could turn into a player <laughs> as good as OG Ananobi. Maybe potentially, exactly. but nobody's seen him play basketball for the last year. At least we saw OG in the NBA. And hopefully OG's going to be healthy and have another breakout season. Gosh. We've been saying this for four been? years, man. Uh, I'm over it. He's not. It's, it, this is who uh, he is. He's not on the Kawhi path anymore. All of our faith goes to Scotty. Mother effing Barnes. Scotty B. We gotta love our Scotty B. All right, Scotty Matt, Roy. Well, I mean, 
Man, it, I don't know if you've seen it, but he he got a custom PC built and it is beautiful. Oh, I've seen it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, boy, I'm Scotty. So proud of him. So proud of this guy. But hey, you know I can't believe Matt. We're at the end of the season. We're we're sitting the off season. We're gonna be taking a little bit of a hiatus because this kid over here has to have wedding round two, and then he gets to go on an amazing adventure through the world. I'm super pumped for you, dude, for your honeymoon. Thanks, man. I'm pumped to. You know, Niagara Falls just didn't feel like a honeymoon. And when you can't leave Canada and, and all that, I'm, re I'm really glad that we're getting the two weeks away. So I appreciate it, my friend. I'm pumped for you. I'm pumped for you. But, hey, let's roll into a little takes here. Let's let's let these ones simmer through the rest of this season. I'm going to start. Probably not going to happen because the rumors are going the other way. But I want P.J. Tucker back to the Bucks, man. I think he was such a good serviceable piece for that team. And Milwaukee you might have won if you had him to help you you know another good serviceable player also firebuck fire fire bootenholzer that's 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 it last last thought for the season <laughs> man if the bucks would only listen to you my prediction is the knicks are you know trading players out the door for nothing because jalen Brunson's probably going to sign with the heat i think the heat need another go-to score behind jimmy and he provides that um Sorry, Nick fans. Bing bong. <laughs> Bing bong. Oh, I mean, I would die. They they get somebody, you know. They still got Julius Randle when they, they traded him. They need to <laughs> they need to blow up. Okay, they actually need to commit to being bad and build around R.J. Barrett. But hey, it's the Mecca. The Mecca can't be bad at best. They've been bad All for right. fifty plus years, my friend. Come don't, on. Don't tell them. Don't tell them that. All right. They apparently they haven't figured that out yet. Patrick Ewing was the best thing that you've had in the last 50 years, and what did he get you? A finals appearance? No? Yeah. Maybe? Big, big sad. Yeah, got a little close. All right, my friend. Is that it for this week? Yeah, man. You're good to wrap us up. Absolutely. Well, pleasure. Thanks, everybody, for being here. Follow us on Twitter and Facebook at The Board Sports. Like, subscribe, thumbs up, and check out TheBoardSports.net for new episodes and blog posts. And we'll talk to you next time.